Happy Wednesday, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of the Frarian Smith Podcast. Before we get to today's special guest, here's a quick reminder. If you haven't already, subscribe to the show on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you like what you hear in today's episode, consider leaving us a quick review. With that said, we're really excited to have our latest Sunbelt athlete join us on the Frarian Smith Podcast. Caden, why don't you tell us a little bit more about today's special guest? Man, this is a big one, Noah. We've obviously had a lot of great weapons on both sides of the ball, but this guy might be the number one weapon in the conference right now. He's the new kid on the block, and he made a splash this season. Being in the conference for the first time is no under, none other than Toddy Touchdown's JMU quarterback, Todd Santeo. We had a great conversation with him talking about his long journey to JMU, how special this team has been, and obviously some off-the-field stuff, too. Yeah, Todd has thrust himself into the national spotlight this season, Caden, with his electric play on the field for James Madison through 12 weeks, the veteran signal caller has thrown for over 2,400 yards and is responsible for 27 touchdowns. He was added to the Maxwell, Davey O'Brien, and Manning Award midseason watch list after his strong start to the season. His play has earned him three Sunbelt Offensive Player of the Week honors in his first year in the league. All the way back in week one, if you remember, in his FBS or the Dukes FBS debut against Middle Tennessee State, he threw his way into the JMU record books with a six-touchdown performance and introduced Harrisonburg to the Toddy touchdown moniker. After returning from injury versus Louisville, he has played some of his best football down the stretch, throwing for nearly 600 yards while recording five touchdowns. Todd has been one of the brightest stars in the league this season and finds himself among the favorites for the league's Offensive Player of the Year award. He's been a critical cog in that high-powered JMU offense and will look to end his career on a high note. He's obviously one of the most decorated guys in the conference this year. And I know every defense has had their hands full trying to figure out how to stop his arms and his legs and everything he does for this JMU offense. He's the engine that makes them go. And it's very clear that when he's healthy, this team's one of the top competitive teams really in the country. So without further ado, let's get to know it and get you guys to listen to this interview with the one and only Todd Santeo. Well, Todd, how you doing today? Really great to finally get you on an episode of this podcast. We've been planning this all year long. Glad that we were finally able to make it happen. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I'm honored to be on here. How y'all doing today? We're doing well. Well, hey, let's just jump right in because I know you've got a busy schedule, big game coming up this weekend that we'll get into in a couple minutes. But uh, I wanted to go all the way back to high school for you. And I'm not sure everyone knows this, but during your junior year of high school, you go through a bout of lupus, which for those of you who don't understand, a chronic long-term autoimmune disease. Todd, you spent 10 days in the hospital, not only wondering if you'd ever play football again, but quite frankly, if you would even live coming out of that situation. Um, Many of the colleges that you've spoken to lost interest in you during that time period. What did you learn through that, uh, that what was probably, probably one of the most uh, challenging moments of your life? It really just brought everything into perspective. Um, Just knowing how precious every single thing is and every relationship, every conversation you have, it just really brought brought it into perspective on how like everything matters and you know any anything could be taken away from you at any moment so you have to cherish everything while you have it Todd you were originally committed to Miami then you ended up at Temple for three seasons and you had to spend the past two years at Colorado State earlier we had App State quarterback Chase Bryce on he's very similar journeyman been to three different schools and he talked about some of the negative connotations that might come with that and that's obviously changing a little bit with the transfer portal but what have you learned through this journey through your career being at those different schools and all those different stops um I I feel like it wasn't really a I never really had a negative con- connotation with it you know I kind of always you know change is you know is not the always the best but you know you get used to that as time goes but uh you know 
you just created so many relationships and so many different, you networked with so many different people throughout your whole journey. I, I feel like I'm blessed to have so many friends in different regions of the world, uh, of America. And, you know, I can always reach out to them and, and we can always have a conversation and it, like we never skip the beat. You know, I really, that's one thing about football that I really love is the brotherhood and, and there's connections that we build over the, over the time. Yeah, I think that's such a, a unique perspective of it. I know in talking with Caden, like he's still best friends with a lot of the guys he played at App with, even in high school. So I think that's such a unique perspective that maybe isn't garnered uh, very often. But, you know, after your career at Colorado State, you decide last December that you're entering the transfer portal. Uh, and then I believe it was about two weeks later that you announced, hey, I'm going to JMU. Um, why was James Madison ultimately the right fit for Todd Santeo to play his last season of football? Um, well, if I'm being real, being honest with you guys, I was contemplating retirement. And, um, you know, then I decided that I don't know if I'm I don't know if I can live with, you know, that regret or sit back a few years and be like, dang, I should have played that one that last year. So um, JMU, you know, end up hitting me up. I had like Montana, Tennessee, Chattanooga. Spoke a little bit back with Temple, um, but I was just like, you know, gotta, I feel like I can start somewhere fresh. You know, they have a, a good team. You know, they're always, they've been a powerhouse in the FCS, and they always do well with their quarterbacks. So um, then Tino Sinceri, you know, one of the, to me, one of the best quarterback coaches in the country. And um, so it was, it was kind of like a no-brainer, you know, just to come here. And didn't really know much about James Madison other than what I just told you, but no, it was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. We appreciate your honesty there, Todd. I feel like a lot of guys who got that last year of eligibility with COVID were in that same position. I know I was trying to figure out if I would regret it more or not if we played. So it obviously worked out for you. But I'm sure another part of that decision for you was your amazing head coach, Kurt Sinetti. How has it been and how has it felt having him be so committed to you? And what's your relationship like been with him since you've arrived at Hattiesburg? Um, me me, uh, Coach Sinetti, we have a, a good, good relationship. Um, you know, he's... He's definitely very smart and knows what he's talking about when it comes to the X's and O's. And that's one thing that really stands out to me is like he's a big film guy and he he not, he always knows like he, like the other day we we're in the meeting and he's like, when they do this motion, you know, what are they running? When the snap point is this and that? And I'm like, wow, that's crazy that he could even, you know, call that out, uh, you know, and he, he's just a, a, a smart football coach and he knows what he's doing. So. You know, he's a great coach, and, and our relationship has grown over the season. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. We talked with uh, your teammate Chris Thornton earlier on this season, and, and he talked about uh, Coach Signetti's in intensity a little bit, that he's a very intense coach, but he's someone that uh, he's felt like he learned a lot from as well. So I think that's interesting. Um, you know, let's talk some football this season. And, you know, you were in a competition for the quarterback position in the spring and in the fall you ultimately got that QB1 spot heading into that week win, win over Middle Tennessee State, the program's first game at that FBS level. Um, with your career journey in mind, how much did it mean to you for this program to commit to Todd Santeo as that day one starter to begin this year? Well, I'm like I said, I was contemplating retirement and I, and I decided to come back. So my whole expectation was that regardless if I was the guy or if I wasn't the guy, the team was going to I was going to have an impact on the team and the team was going to feel me. So, like, if, if it was the younger guy that ended up getting the spot, I was going to help him at the best of my ability so he could be successful. Um, so I really just, you know, I was just playing it by ear, and I, I knew if I got on that field, I, I knew I would, I would perform well and produce. 
And in that first game, you came out the tunnel wearing number one on the jersey. I know you were number seven at Colorado State and number 16 at Temple. I know I wore 13. It was a very personal and significant number for me. Do you have any significance in the numbers you've worn and maybe one that you feel like you play your best ball in? Well, I wore 16 through high school. Literally, I wore seven. So, you know, I I just wore I went back to it at CSU for, uh, with number seven and 16. I wore in high school and at Temple because of Jared Brown. He played quarterback at West Virginia. Um, he he kind of, you know, I used to work out with him and stuff like that back back home. So, you know, I, I kind of look at him as a, a big brother mentor kind of guy. And then just I, number one was, you know, in Florida, we say if you wear number one, you have that stick on. And that means that you really have to be that guy. So I was like, if I'm going to come back this this last year, I got to really be that guy and, and embody that every game. And, and so I decided to go with number one. Well, you have uh, you've certainly been that guy this year. Uh, this week, you picked up another Manning Star of the Week award. Um, you know, what has it meant to you personally to have your name recognized among some of the elite quarterbacks uh, in college football, not just once, but three times this season? Uh, that's that's the thing that I still can't even wrap my mind around because I never would have thought, you know, just the way my my career has went, you know, you know, just being a utility guy at Temple and then going to CSU my first year 2020 season was battling injuries and then last year finally getting the start but we weren't as good as the team so you know when you're not as good as the team you don't get that same recognition and um you got that at the end of the day it's all about winning and that's how you everybody else gets their recognition on the team and you know so we finally you know became a win I, I came on a, I'm on a winning team now and you know the recognition started you know rolling in so um I'm just blessed about I'm blessed and you know I still don't believe half the stuff that's going on if I'm being completely honest with you. Well, I think one of the most unbelievable things you and this team have been able to pull off is the comeback victories. I think you've established yourself as the comeback hit of this conference this season. Trailed against 20 App State by 25 points, 20 points last week to Georgia State. Why has you you and this team and this offense specifically been so successful when faced with adversity this year? You know what I, I think it's a it's a team thing cuz well, you know, once we start getting, we, we like the defense and the offense kind of like feed off each other. And like, I, like this is the first time I can actually see it. Like, you know, cause like at Temple, we had good, we had a good team. I went to three straight bowl games there, but here is like, you really can see when like the defense and the offense is feeding off each other. Like, so when I like, there's been a few games where we had to keep scoring to keep us in the game. And there's been games where they, they really, you know, locked up and strapped up against the other team. and. And then we went, end up, we end up rolling and, and getting it going. So, you know, that that's I feel like that's one thing that's that really helps us with our resilience. And then uh, the brotherhood that we have, you know, I feel like we're we're a really close team. Like you can go any part of the locker room and have a conversation with anyone on the team. So, you know, if we're playing for one another, that that you know that gives you that edge. Yeah, I think that's been probably one of the most exciting things to watch this year, and it has been neat to see how your offense and your defense feed off of each other. You know, I mentioned earlier on in this episode, we had Chris on uh, earlier this season. Uh, we all saw the lighthearted moment with him and you at the end of your last press conference. Uh, tell us about your relationship with Chris, both on and off the field, and how has that grown since you arrived on campus in the spring? Uh, just, Chris is a funny guy, so, you know, you always want to keep those funny guys around you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, he's a great player and a, a great person, and, you know, that, that's somebody that I, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm going to have a lifelong relationship with. And, um, you know, it, it's grown over the season, you know, I'm his quarterback. So it has to, you know, it kind of has to grow. But, uh, you know, I really uh, enjoy playing with a lot of people on this team. And, and Chris is one of those guys. 
Now, one of the things there with Chris is, uh, you know, he told us that you guys got out very early on and you guys were throwing footballs. How, how quickly did that start? Was he one of the first guys to reach out to you when you got on campus? Um, yeah, I, I reached out to we, we, we uh, communicated like when I committed because, um, you know, I, I had to, you know, talk to some of the guys that were there that already solidified and see, see where their head was at and all that. And, you know, one thing I, I would say that I can really commend Chris on is, you know, believing in me and not, you know, you know, he could easily tra- uh, hit the portal and, and, and try to, you know, find somewhere else to play. But, you know, he believed in me. And um and and we we end up you know doing doing what we're supposed to do, so you know he needs like I think it's like eighty yards for a thousand this year, and you know I, I'm that's that's the plan. Try to get get my boy to a thousand, and uh you know that's one thing I learned growing as as my career gone on. You know you have to be able to you know rally those guys around you, and um you know when I first got on campus I would try to set up you know throwing sessions and all that you know just to see what kind of players I had, see, show them what I could do, you know, what kind of, you know, just like a feel out kind of thing. And then, um, you know, we just kept, kept that consistent and, you know, and it's showing. Definitely showing for sure. And I'll never forget the first game, the debut game you had at MTSU. It might've been that stick you had on like you were talking about, but your play style and your, your body type just reminded me of Cam Newton in that first game, the way you were running and throwing the ball. Are there any quarterbacks that you model your game after that you idolized growing up that maybe you try to translate on Saturdays when we watch you play? Um, I would say I, I play pretty similar to uh, prime Russell Wilson. Um, but you know, nowadays when I'm watching the Eagles, I'm kind of like I kind of play like Jalen Hurts. You know, kind of play like him. You know, we'd be able to run the ball and 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 get chunks of yards with your legs, and then be able to you know sit back there and and throw the ball. You know, Jalen Hurts is having a great season this year. So um, yeah, that, those are the two guys I would say recently. Recently, more Jalen Hurts, but Overall, I would probably say like Russell Wilson. Hey, those are uh, those are two pretty fantastic names to have uh, tried to model some of your game after. Now, you briefly mentioned it earlier, and we have got to talk about this amazing defense that you have to line up against every week in practice. Uh, what makes that unit so special, and how have they helped you grow as a player? Um, I believe that our front seven uh, is really athletic, and 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 they create a lot of havoc. So whenever you have a, a a front seven that can create chaos. You know, you, you always have a chance. And then in the back end, we have we have consistent play every week. So, you know, when you have those two type of things, you know, you you get a, a great combination. And um, I just, you know, I'm blessed to have a defense like that. Like, I, there's no other way to put it. It's just, you know, some people some people have to outscore teams all all season, and I don't. And sometimes I don't feel like I have to do that. So. You know, I'm I'm honored to play with those guys and I'm happy those guys are on my team. I, I've seen what a good defense is as well because at Temple we had pretty good defenses. So, you know, it's kind of same kind of feel. We had fast linebackers like we do here. We had a athletic D-line like we do here. And then we had, you know, co- very consistent play in the back end. So, um, you know, same kind of formula. Talking about the defense you're going to face this Saturday in Coastal Carolina, we're sure you've already watched the film. And that's a unit that's kind of been up and down all season, but they usually come up big for their team when it matters most. And that clearly shows in the record they have this year. What have you seen on film from this defense and that you're facing Saturday? And what would she, should we expect from your offense and you going up against them? I, I, they have a, a good D-line, uh, a very good D-line, I, I would say. Um, you know, They have a, a good edge rusher. They have two good interior uh, D-linemen that, that can really change the game. And, um, 
I'm, I'm excited to get a chance to compete against those guys, you know, Coastal and like App State and all those guys. Those those teams are the the cream of the crop of the Sun Belt. You know, you get getting to compete against those guys. You know, that's always, um, you know, a great thing to do. So um, I, I feel like we just have to go out there and just play our game and just execute, you know, better. I feel like the last 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 week we didn't execute as as good as we could have, and you know that's that's why we had to, uh, you know really uh bunker down and 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 have a comeback win so if we can just you know execute and, and do what we're supposed to do i feel like uh we have a good opportunity yeah i know uh kate and i are really excited for that game it's going to be our game of the week we're going to talk about it a lot on uh, on friday's episode but it'll be a lot of fun on national television at noon uh you know we always like to kind of give our listeners todd a, a little bit of a, a glimpse inside the helmet uh of who you are uh as a person not just an athlete uh, I wanted to start with this question as we transition to off-the-field topics, but your dad is one of your most ardent supporters. Uh, he's become known for his Twitter handle, at Daddy Touchdown this season. Uh, what is your relationship with your father, and how much has his support meant uh, to you throughout your career? Uh, I, w- I would say my dad's probably my best friend. So, you know, we can uh, – it's not really a I don't I I would say we have that father and son respect for one another, but we really just we we we're really best friends and we can talk about anything and you know, he's always been he's always been that guy for me when it comes to football. He never let me play another sport growing up. We only strictly uh played football and um, you know, he's all he's been there for the whole journey and you know, I'm 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 just, you know, I'm glad that he's uh he's there supporting me, but I'm gonna need I'm gonna need him to edit that the the at name a little bit, but <laughs> but uh they, I I've had the nickname uh Toddy Touchdown since high school, so he just I guess he just said he's Daddy Touchdown, so I can respect it. <laughs> Definitely one of the more more unforgettable Twitter handles, that's for sure out there. And talk about another another handle you have. I was doing some snooping and some digging on Instagram. I found the the TC Visuals account. Looks like you're into photography a little bit. Can you just tell us a little bit about how you got into photography and what you enjoy most about it? Well, I had a class at at Temple, a photography class, and didn't really know what to think of it, but I ended up really enjoying it. And uh, then I ended up buying my own camera. I haven't taken photos in a while, but uh, you know, I, I think I definitely will, will hop back into that. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoy you know taking photos, landscape, like you know like uh statues and stuff like that like that's the type of stuff i like to do so um yeah is there anything else uh that you like to do off the field outside of uh outside of football just something to kind of calm your mind uh in between practices games something you like to do i like the fellowship on the video game uh me and my boys we get on there you know be able to talk often on there and then and play the game you know warzone just came out so you know been on that a little bit so that that's one that's one thing I would say, and and I enjoy watching like shows and movies and all that. I'm I really just like to stay in the house for real. So I get that. That's a similar answer that uh, that Chris gave us. Is uh, who's the best? You know, Chris told us he was the best video gamer on the team. We've got to you know get the truth on that. Is that the case, or, or who's the best gamer on this James Madison squad this year? I'm not gonna lie. I don't really know. I haven't really uh played any of the games, uh, any games with anybody. But I have heard that uh. Chris is pretty good at 2K, so. That's what that's what he told us. Um, you know, speaking of Chris, when he was on this podcast earlier, we asked him this question, which we do for all of our guests. If we were to come to Harrisonburg for a visit or if visiting fans were, what are some things that Todd Centeno would recommend that we do in Harrisonburg? Ooh, that's a hard one. 
because I'm still fairly new here too. So like, um, shoot. I mean, any restaurants you dog, like? Uh, I mean, I I guess you would have to go to um. I can't even. I can't even. I don't even have an answer for you. <laughs> we put you on the spot, so I guess what what you're telling us is we've just got to come visit and uh, and find some fun places on our own. No doubt. No doubt. I was about to say, it sounds like Todd just goes straight from the field straight to the game. I don't know if he's doing too much in between there right now, but this is a this is a question I'm nah, very that's excited. Definitely to ask. what he is. <laughs> this is this is a question I'm excited to ask you, Todd, just because you're from Florida and you've bounced around to a bunch of different places across the nation and locker rooms. What what does your pregame playlist look like? And if you were a baseball player, if you could pick maybe one walkout song to be your representative of like this is the hype song that I need when I get out, what would that song be? And what's going through your headphones before a game? Um, I go through I go through different like waves sometimes if i'm feeling a certain way i'm listening to something more smooth you know keep keep the vibes going then if i'm like feeling a lot of energy then i'm listening to you know some some you know kodak some some um florida artists you know things of that nature um my walkout song ooh, that's a that's a good question um I would have to say, I would have to probably say Super Gremlin. You just have to be Super Gremlin by Kodak. Like, that's, you know, that's just, that's a good one. I just, there's no other way to put it. <laughs> definitely agree with you on that one. Appreciate having you, Todd, like always. We've had a lot of great guests and we're definitely great to, thankful to get another one in you. You've had a great season and we're really excited to watch you finish this one out. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one. What a great interview that was with Todd Santeo. Caden, we've been waiting all year long to talk with him leading into this final game of the season, but I really appreciated his vulnerability, specifically when talking about his thoughts of retirement before coming to JMU. It's neat to see that he has found a home in Harrisonburg, and certainly it's been awesome to see his success this year. Yeah, and that's definitely something that hit home with me. I'll never forget towards the end of the season, heading into the bowl game, me and some teammates who had that last year of eligibility left because of COVID. It just really throws a wrench into your career, and it makes you think, should I come back? Should I not come back? So really appreciated his honesty with that, and I think it's very clear to him and his JMU team that he made the right decision coming back for another year and joining this team and really being that guy for them as far as coming up for big moments and being the face of their program right now. Yeah, I just have to say thank you for Todd Centeno to for coming and playing this year because he's created so much excitement in the league. It's definitely been great to have him around. Well, that'll do it for another great episode of the Prairie and Smith podcast. Again, we'd like to say a special thank you to Todd Centeno as well as Associate AD Chris Brooks for helping make this interview happen. Before you go, don't forget that we'll be back with another episode on Friday where we'll discuss all the big games this weekend, including a special emphasis on our game of the week between James Madison and Coastal Carolina. Again, thanks for taking time to listen today. If you like what you heard on this episode of the Prairie and Smith podcast, make sure to subscribe to the show on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that you never miss another episode. And if you'd be so kind, leave us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. We love hearing what y'all think. Finally, take a moment to follow the show on our Twitter page at at Prairie and Smith for all the latest Sunbelt football news and notes. Well, that's goodbye for now. We'll talk to you again soon.